0: Dark Sides of Minimalism. There is a book by Fumio Sasaki, Goodbye Things, The New Japanese Minimalism, which really got me in some ways, but also exemplified the negative, the dark side of minimalism in other ways. And I will now just discuss the dark side, even though there are also many positive things about this book to say. It's Minimalism for the Sake of Minimalism. Minimalism. In general, it's just a method that getting rid of things will probably make you more happy. And it works, I think, because many of us have too many things. Therefore, getting rid of all of these things, if this is a graph, makes us more happy because we get rid of all these things we have to think about, we have to organize. Therefore, it makes us more happy know, also forces us to think about the things we already have and forces kind of gratitude. But when you get to a point where you only have a few pants, for example, or one pant and one shirt, and you ask homeless person on the street if getting rid of things is something then this is the point where the method of minimalism is not efficient anymore because it only works for the range of people who have too much stuff if you then have the right amount of stuff or have as much stuff as you would need or as is effective and also efficient for maybe doing the work for example if you think about recording things for the internet, if you think about um, a craftsman that actually has to have all the different tools, and you say to the craftsman, get rid of all the different tools and just use less tools, then it's not really something that makes sense. And in this book, in this book, Goodbye Things, there are all these positive things about minimalism. And here is the basic story. He said he felt kind of lost in life, kind of, that's only an exaggeration of all the different thoughts he put into into the consideration of minimalism. And then he discovered minimalism and he realized that he could kind of derive a sense of purpose out of this new way of living. And there, I think, lies the problem. And the same problem is true for many different other things you can use to create an identity for yourself. It could be that you are vegan now. It could be that you are a vegetarian now. It could be that you try to um, identify yourself with the climate or with um, hating the older generation for not making the climate as it should be. It could be. So basically, all these different things are often val- valuable and valid negative aspects or valid um, is valid criticism. But at the same time, it also acts for many people as sources of identification. And if you lack identification in some area of your life or just in general in your life, then you obviously draw identification or you draw from different sources for actually building your identity. And with minimalism, I think this is where the method of minimalism becomes less or becomes suboptimal because if you derive your sense of purpose from getting rid of things and this is also something i experienced kind of with myself because i tried to implement minimalism into my life more and more and try and try to get rid of things i didn't read anymore i didn't need anymore and i also apart from the positive aspects i got rid of all the music cds i got all, rid of all the dvds i even deleted my complete movie hard drive which i had collected and put hundreds of hours into because that's Minimalism is also about choice architecture. If you have things, then you will spend time with these things. And if you don't spend time with these things, you can get rid of them anyway. But for example, if you buy a guitar, then the chances are the likelihood of you playing the guitar at some point in time goes up compared to zero before because you didn't have a guitar. So now the question is, how do you want to design your life how do you want to design your future choices? Because you can obviously influence your future choices. If you, for example, buy yourself a camera, then in your future and all of the future future iterations of you where you have the camera accessible, this means you can just record things at any point in time. And if you don't have a camera, you will not record these things or it is there is a bigger hurdle if you want to record these things because you first have to think about Buying a camera, then buying the camera, and all of these other things. So now let's get back to the book. In this book, he basically describes a very, very, very minimal life, which is obviously only possible due to the externalization of many different aspects of our lives. For example, you can externalize or outsource getting food because it is delivered these days. This doesn't mean that. The guy in his book, Fumio Sasaki, doesn't get to the grocery, doesn't go to the grocery store anymore. But what I'm saying is that we couldn't, for example, just get rid of all the books and still be able to read if we didn't have digitalized versions of these books. Therefore, technology is the enabler for minimalism. You can just have a notebook and a phone, and that's basically, apart from clothes and apart from food and apart from hygiene stuff, almost everything you need already, and maybe apart from things like furniture but and this is also the reason why many can consider many people can consider themselves as or can identify themselves as minimalist these days because it's very easy to be minimalist because our parents generation didn't have phones where you could store hundreds thousands millions of books on or listen to audiobooks with streaming and just cage all the files downloaded to your phone this was not possible 50 years ago. It was not even possible 20 years ago because most books ha- didn't have audiobook versions. So the point I am trying to make is it is possible to reduce all of to reduce the amount of items you own and it makes and it, it designs your choices in a way. And the problem I see is where the choice architecture you then have is influencing you in a way where you can where you then make less optimal choices because the work for example, your workflow is then less optimal. If you really get rid... So, for example, I here have a, a very big screen. It's 27 inch and it allows me to look up, which is has a positive influence on alertness and on the different hormone levels and also neuromodulator levels in my body. But... If I get rid of the screen in order to be able to travel more, I would have to look down all the time or I have to find a solution where I would type here or would get an external keyboard, for example. What I'm saying is this. Minimalism as a method only makes sense in this range where you just have too much stuff you actually can get rid of. But then there is this this range where you just have the functional items. And if you are in this range with all of these functional items and it still gives you a sense of identification to get rid of more and more things, then you will just be less effective in the future and you will limit your choices and therefore have a less optimal choice architecture in the future because you limit yourself because minimalism is something you do and therefore getting rid of items is something you do still and therefore getting rid of things you otherwise would need or you could... that. Example. If I have the screen, I can work better. If I get rid of the screen, I work less optimal. I basically work worse, therefore I use my time less efficient. And this is the point of minimalism, or this is the dark side of minimalism, where you still need to get rid of things, because otherwise you cannot consider yourself a minimalist anymore. And if you are a minimalist that is so strong into minimalism, like Fumio Sasaki, then I think it becomes a problem. It becomes a problem for you because you still have to get rid of things and you now identify yourself as a minimalist and you wrote a book about minimalism. And now, if you would just buy things again, everybody would judge you for it. And even if Fumio Sasaki says he doesn't, he tries to get rid of all the judgment of people and he does not think about these things anymore If even if that's obviously I think not true because it's something that's just in our minds and we cannot just totally put it off the problem is that if you get rid of the source of if you then decide to be more in the functional range if you then decide to buy things again for example if you settle down and you don't want to live as a digital nomad in in renting apartments for the rest of your life or maybe you still rent an apartment but you actually get things that are not very minimalistic then the problem is obviously that you have a problem with self-identification from this point in time on and maybe also people will actually point this out especially if you then wrote a book about extreme minimalism